Socially Good Media presents The Socially Good Podcast. I'm John Gilbert, who along with members of the team from the award-winning social marketing agency Eskimo Soup, will be shining a light on the latest and the greatest in media communications. We are back on The Socially Good Podcast. I'm John Gilbert and this is a solo show as I'm going to be sharing my five tips on branding yourself to be a change maker. So if you're that person that is driving an opportunity or overcoming a particular social challenge in our world, you're the one that's going to be the one that's leading that, then it's going to be really helpful if you're doing that in a way that people buy into and can relate to. And my first tip is to be a positive win-win person. That might sound a little bit obvious, but the thing is that we like to be surrounded by positive people. It rubs off on us, it has an effect on our own mood. You know the kind of people you want to be around and maybe the ones where you've had enough of them and let's uh, maybe stay clear of them as well. You want to be the one that has that attractive factor that people can get behind. And that therefore means that in your language, whilst you can be criticising a particular situation, you then need to follow up really quickly with a solution or at least a desire to improve. Because otherwise it's just whinging, isn't it? And the thing about being win-win means that when you're going into any particular situation to drive change, yes, you want the win for supporting the objective that you've got in mind, but if you can take other people's objectives with you and support them, that is that real win-win. Again, that's the kind of people that we want to deal with and get behind and support. My second tip is around consistently doing what you say you are going to do. Oh my God, this is such a bugbear of mine. And I'm sure many people listening to this can identify with it. When you are trying to do something tricky and somebody seems like they're totally on board with you and then they're going to go ahead and do something or send something or make a call or make something happen and then nothing. It's so frustrating. It's more destructive than if they said they couldn't help you in the first place. And it shouldn't be the case, but I find it really refreshing when I meet and deal with people who actually go away and do what they said they were going to do. Again, it shouldn't be an anomaly that, but I've noticed that the best people to deal with are the ones who then respond quickly. They don't always give you the answer that you wanted. They can't make everything happen, but at least if they keep you posted about it, it allows you to have a full appraisal of the situation. It's so frustrating when you're trying to be a change maker to be waiting for other people all of the time. Now, I know everybody's busy and whatever's top of your agenda won't necessarily be top of their agenda, but just that clear communication. I'd like to think that I do get back to people, even if it's to say, I'm sorry, we can't do this on this occasion. Anybody's listening to this who knows me and said, yeah, you don't, it's only well you're saying that, but you didn't do that, John. Maybe send me a message, private message rather than a social media tirade and remind me and I will make amends for that. I commit to making amends. The third tip that I have is about recognising other people's achievements. So the social change maker is somebody who whether it's activism or leadership in an organisation or just quietly going about making that difference within your community. They are often the people that we look to, but rarely are they the only people involved in making that happen. It may be somebody was a trailblazer before them or there has been a, a quietly helping along the, the, the edges or just supporting somebody or being this kind of like silent partner in it. I think that you can look to good leadership of the people that recognise that anything that's successful is a team effort, a partnership effort from other organisations, other stakeholders in there as well. And I like to listen quite carefully to people and the language that they use. And if it's I've done this and I've done that, 
it does great on people and they will get the detractors if they're using we and together and and really talking about the challenge in a more objective way rather than their individual role within that that is something that you think you know what this person gets it they're much more of a win-win operator rather than just in it for the personal glory or for their own individual agenda the fourth tip i wanted to share was whilst the third tip is about recognizing other people's achievements you should also recognize your own achievements or at the very least get somebody else to do so because (laughs) that's the way you're going to make your mark your reputation is your value it's a very british thing sometimes not to blow our own trumpet and certainly that's something that I've struggled with in the past in terms of being overly humble at times. But there's a difference between being overly humble and then selling yourself short. And I think the way that you can recognise your own achievements, again, is to say, we've done this, we've been involved in this, not I've done this and I've made that happen. I think that 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 language, but also association with those differences is really important. And if I look back, and I'm not going to give any examples, but if I look back at things that, that I've been involved in, we've done so much, certainly in the part of the world that I live. I think there's things that have got a good legacy that are still running and they're successful and are really benefiting people that I've had a part to play with in that but don't necessarily get that recognition and maybe that's helped me back in my career the other option I've identified there is about getting somebody else to do it and I think that is an appropriate way now that could be bringing in a PR consultant or somebody managing that for you but if you're part of an organization and you've got a team then as a team, we should be promoting each other's achievements. At Eskimo Soup, we've recently produced a company video that will be going out in the new year. And within that, we've done interviews about what it's like to be a member of this team. Now, we didn't ask each other the question, what's great about you? What's great about working with you? But we did ask for you to identify the best things about working with your colleagues. So therefore, we've got a third-party montage of positive things that really big up your own approach and your own achievements. Now, that's not been scripted. That is something that comes across as authentic and is a really good way of demonstrating the achievements of your team, but without being in a boastful or scripted, branding, corporate kind of way. Again, it all comes back down to that level of authenticity. And as a society, we're quite happy to hear other people singing each other's praises it's just when you're singing your own praises a bit too much then that can leave a bit of a a nasty taste in the mouth and my fifth tip is about to be this great change maker you need to be a specialist by reputation but you need to be a generalist in terms of your capability so just to unpick that for a moment it's very difficult for us not to pigeonhole people sometimes And that can be in a negative sense, but also in a positive sense as well. So it's the question we get asked really as people in terms of driving forward your own personal achievements is quite often, what are you famous for? Now, famous in that sense, because it doesn't mean that you're world famous, but what do people associate you with? And somebody like myself, who really is a generalist, that's maybe not the best way of doing it. So it's about your branding exercise of what are the things that you stand for in the change that you're trying to make in the world. And then that, by association, is involving in the initiative, the organisation, the thing that you're passionate about making change around. You're going to be linked to that intrinsically. And that is, by all means, is going to be the thing that people know you for. And if they want to get behind you, they need to understand what you stand for so that you're a specialist. And and that's the thing that people look to you uh, as a subject expert, as an authority, and as a real change maker in that field. 
So that's what you perceive. But in terms of how you behave, I believe it's slightly different. And I think this is where generalist skills become much more valuable. There's a really fantastic book that I've read recently by David Epstein, which is called Range. And it's about why generalists triumph in a specialised world. And within that, he breaks down many people across the course of history who are very well-known specialists in their field. But he talks about the skills in which they were required to, to excel, actually draw upon a whole range of experiences within their life. And certainly in terms of teams, they've found that teams of generalists will outperform specialists in almost any scenario. So whilst you're going to be a specialist by reputation, that means that you need a rounder base of skills and personalities and just kind of experiences in order to look at things in a different context and apply how you can solve any particular challenge that you're faced with. So in summary about branding yourself as a change maker, my tip one is to be positive, think and act win-win. So whilst you're trying to win, make sure that the other people that you're working with are going to benefit from it. You're not using people, you're not letting hopping onto the next person that you can utilize for the resources and bleed dry and then move on. It's about that kind of lasting benefit for everyone. Tip two is about how you can consistently do what you say you are going to do. Sounds really obvious. Um, but that's surprisingly rare in my experience. Tip three is recognising other people's achievements. As much as you may be the leader of any particular cause, make sure that you're not the one that seems to be just taking all of the credit there because people will start to question your motivation and you may find that some of the great supporters you've had along the way maybe aren't as with you as much as they were if they feel like they're not getting that recognition because at the end of the day, we're all people with needs and recognition is quite often one of the core needs for many people. The fourth point alongside that is that whilst that's true, make sure that your own achievements aren't lost within that. But the fact that you were a part of something that's then gone on to be significant has got a lot of credibility. And if you aren't comfortable with doing that, find another way in which somebody else will sing your praises as well. And the fifth and final point is whilst we need to have a specialist reputation to be a change maker in a particular field, The skills in which you need to make that happen tend to be that more of a generalist. So you do need that broad range of skills and experiences at the disposal of your cause. So thank you ever so much for listening to this episode of the Socially Good Podcast. I've been John Gilbert.